You are listening to Any Given Sunday, a part of the Dead End Podcast Network. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and all other podcasting services. Please make sure you check out Dead End Hip Hop, Dead End Sports, Dead End Gaming, Is the Mic Still On, Chris Platt's Strictly Hip Hop and Hoops Talk, and a host of other shows on our podcast network. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. You are listening to Any Given Sunday for Sunday, November 17th, 2019. I'm your host, Manny Brown. What's up, everybody? Hopefully you guys had a happy, safe, blessed week. Uh, my guest this week is a, is a guy that I've been working with for a few months, uh, building a good relationship with him. Uh, he is the uh, co-founder of Unwrap Sports. Uh, if you have not checked out uh, the website uh, or all the content that is provided by Unwrap Sports, you are missing out. Uh, Mr. Perry Aston, first time on the show, first of many times, I hope. Uh, Perry, welcome to Any Given Sunday. What's good, my man? Manny, what's up, buddy? Thank you so much for having me and for all your kind words. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. No doubt, man. No doubt. I like to talk to interesting people, so uh, you're definitely one of them. Uh, so I, 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 it was only about, it was only a matter of time that I was going to have you on the podcast, so just figured Heck it was yeah. a good week to, to have it you on, man. Great week with our schedules, too. Worked out really well, so yeah, thank you so yeah. much for thinking of me. No doubt, no doubt, man. Uh, how's uh, how's how's the life of Unwrap Sports, man? How's the business? Unwrap Sports is great, as you guys know. Manny's been partnered with me for a few months now. He's one of the family members at Unwrap Sports, so I'm sure you've heard from him throughout his awesome podcasts and different content that he puts out. But from us, just a lot of fun at Unwrap Sports Network. A lot of great content that we're trying to always put out bunch of different ways as you know we got our live streaming at sportscaster.com slash unwrap so that is so much fun i'm really hoping manny gives that a shot for me this month and kind of see him on a little live video that would be really fun to see so that's something that we've been really excited about the last few months other than that you know what it is podcasts you know different people writing articles beautiful website shout out to our web team you can find that at unwrapsports.com uh, but yeah, just a lot of great content coming out with great people. And at the end of the day, that's just the American dream, if you ask me. Definitely, definitely. Uh, before we get into Unwrapped and kind of your motivations to starting it out, um, you know, you've listened to the podcast before. I always like to have first time guests introduce themselves to the world, may not know you, may not follow you, may not know your your uh, your background or whatever. So just kind of give the audience a brief introduction to who Perry Aston is. Sure. Yeah, I am definitely, as you know, the co-founder of Unwrapped Sports Network. We actually started that in January. I've been podcasting for years, uh, but the network itself started in January. So it hasn't been around for too much or too much time. It's just been a pleasure to have the growth that we've had within the last 10, 11 months and looking into 2020. It's going to be so fun. But for me personally, uh, before coming up with this, I was a podcaster. I do restaurant management. So I'm still running around in there, hopefully not for too much longer. I can able to pay myself and I continue to take those steps forward with Unwrapped. But I still, you know, I love the restaurant business. That's always a fallback for me. I'd always love to open up my own bar. Um, something you may not know about me, I was actually professionally DJing for about three and a half, four years. Uh, then switched wow. on okay. into podcasting. Yeah, so I was DJing for a while, did a little bit of producing, but mainly live DJing and different shows. And I was traveling a bit and uh, having a lot of fun in college as well. But uh, that was going to be my route for a bit. I was DJing. So I love the musical side of things. I think that's why podcasting became so seamless for me, you know, the whole editing side and everything. But for me, I'd be editing for 10 hours a podcast. So I'm just too much of a perfectionist when it comes to it. So yeah. I'm glad I'm not, you know, doing as many podcasts anymore editing so I can focus on you know, the network and things as a whole, but the whole editing side, it's a little, it's soothing to me. I love it. Uh, I love the audio part of anything. And I think uh, me going from DJing to talking sports, how can you ask for a better gig, right? Like, how can you ask for a better transition? Yeah. Than that? So, <laughs> yeah, I'm blessed, man. Yeah, I love, I love my life. So that's a little bit about me. Uh, ambitious person. I'm a big family guy. Love everyone at my sports network, including Manny. So I'm going to shout them out whenever I get the chance. Always. Awesome. Awesome. So well-versed individual right here. Uh, we got uh restaurant manager, um, DJ, 
podcaster, weekend running superhero. a sports website. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, is there anything <laughs> that you're not doing, my man? I mean, are you running for? Are you running for Congress? Uh, are you going to throw your hat into the presidential ring? I mean, what, 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 what you know, you're going to discover a cure for cancer. I mean, what what aren't you planning right now? I, I guess a good magician never reveals his secrets. You know, for me, I'm just waiting on what's next. You know, for me, if I no got to take something, no Unwrap Sports Network is life. So everything else is more <clears> in the rear view mirror for me. Now it's an everyday grind trying to figure out how we can take steps forward with Unwrapped, as you know. So for me, I'm very focused now on one specific thing, but I can do a lot. <laughs> uh what was uh what was honestly the most fun uh djing or restauranting i mean i know you you, sh- you showed a true passion for a lot of those things but w- w- which one, which which field i guess uh really piqued your interest the most yeah I besides say, unwrapped of course i'd say djing is definitely the coolest i think for for me especially at that point i was in my early 20s and i'm able to go around the country a little bit mainly more the west coast but was able to do a little bit of that and go to different colleges and different events and some things were paid and some things weren't. But when you're a DJ, you're getting paid, you know, a lot more than you're worth. You everything is very cash oriented and you're able to kind of just have fun and keep it loose. But for me, and you know, I was looking for that longevity and trying to make sure that I can provide on a week by week basis. And, you know, with DJing, there's always that in the back of your mind that it's not going to work out. I think for me, the producing side, it never jumped out to me the same way as it did for performing. So I think mm-hmm. producers, they lock themselves in a room, you know, they're there for 12 hours a day doing this new song. And I think that is where the money is. I think that is where the longevity is, but it's also where you need to dedicate your entire life to and you don't really go outside and you know you're on your computer constantly and for me i just never fell in love with that side of it the way that i did being in front of a crowd and jumping up and down and doing things like that so i think that's where i lost it when it came to long term it's because i didn't want to do both sides of it i really just wanted to have fun have fun and perform and you know be an idiot so i think that was where uh the career side of it might have fallen short for me but I had so much fun, made some good money, and uh, led me to where I am. So I think the DJing part was definitely the most fun. Met a lot of people, and I uh, did a lot of dumb things. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think now I, I look back on it and I just I smile because it was such a great time. But during it, it was definitely a lot of chaos, a lot of fun. But I'm super happy with where I'm at now. I wouldn't give it up for the world. And why restauranting? What, what got you into the restaurant business? So I started promoting in college. I did a lot of different nightclubs and day clubs and things like that. So I was def- definitely well-versed in the party scene and was doing that for a while. And then my uh, my boss liked me a lot. He had me doing some promotional directing. So I had some other people coming and uh, doing some promoting for me underneath me and doing party buses and other fun things like that. But he also had some restaurants. And so that's where I kind of started dappling and then as soon as i moved back from arizona because i went to arizona state i moved back to california and jumped into the bar slash restaurant scene so been in sports bars primarily for the majority of my career but i was at an asian fusion place the last time that's this high-end place that was near the arc light in hollywood this really fancy movie theater so i've I've been a little you know back and forth with the restaurant slash bar scene but yeah, I think, you know, the bar scene and alcohol and the whole party scene. And now I watch sports while I work and, uh, you know, it could be, it could be worse, you know? So I think, uh, I don't take it as seriously as other people do sometimes because like I told you with unwrapped sports, my head's really here, but it's always such right. a great fallback plan. You know, how you can always create a bar in any scene, any city, and you can always figure it out. And, uh, I think it's a great fallback plan. It's a lot of fun. I think restauranting is, one of the more stressful jobs in the world. Yeah, you know, I think people is very underestimated. People work insane hours, work with a lot of bullshit. But at the end of the day, uh, you pick what you pick what you're doing. So I, I'm good at what I do, and I think other people when they're there, they're very negative sometimes. But uh, I'm happy because I chose to be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, elaborate on that a little bit. Elaborate on that a little bit because you know, like I don't know anything about the restaurant business, and yeah. you know, just talk about that a little bit about the stressful aspect of it. I mean, I can imagine it obviously, but just kind of somebody that's in the field that works in it that understands the, the daily minutia of it, like just kind of elaborate on that a little bit. Just no I find problem. That interesting. 
Yeah, of course. It's a fun, fast-paced kind of environment, but it's just very bang, bang, bang. And people are very patient when you, you know, go about it the right way. But then you'll find guys that you can kiss their feet and they're still not going to be happy with their service. They're Mm -hmm. still going to be upset. So it's sometimes you just got to pick your battles and realize who you can please, who you can't, keep it consistent. You know, it's just refinding your way because... The restaurant business, it really shoots a lot of people down. People get a lot very negative and actually lose a lot of confidence because of different complaints or people that just aren't the kind of people that you would hope for when you're serving sometimes or bartending or something along those lines. But there's so much money in this business and people do expect great service. And for me personally, like I told you, I'm not going to complain because I chose to be there. So I think for right. for people, especially when you get into restaurant management mm-hmm. and you know running a restaurant, like that's your career. You know, you signed up for that. That's always been my mindset. If you're going to sign up for something, know what you signed up for. You know, be there fully, work hard. So I think for me, I know exactly why I'm there. I like being there. But for the restaurant business, if you're not cut from a certain cloth, it actually spits a lot of people out. Even serving in bartending it's very it's not the easiest gig most definitely not so enough you know facetime with certain people and the late hours and the grind and sometimes you're there five days a week you're clocking out at two or three in the morning if you work at a certain place that you know extends their hours like that so it's definitely a weekly grind and it can get to you so the restaurant business lots of money lots of potential but lots of stress so if you can't handle it if you're not one of those people that are good under pressure, you know, really things like that. I honestly wouldn't recommend getting into it. But if you like a fast-paced environment, uh, you don't need to go to a lot of schooling for it. You know, I got a I got a management degree, but I didn't need it. You know, so I think for me, it, you can easily start in a restaurant, move your way up. I think it's a great place for people, especially who didn't finish out college or didn't go for that degree. And I don't think it's a needed thing. Uh, I think this is a great place where. Go, go get hired as a busser, go become a server, go become a bartender. Before you know it, you'll be managing that place in, you know, five years by your mid twenties, whatever that may be. And with a nice little salary, you know, it's not a bad gig, but like I said, it'll spit you out if you're not cut from a certain cloth. And for those folks that are not cut from a, from a different cloth, I would, I would imagine that you and your career restauranting, um, you worked with a lot of people that use the restaurant business as a transition. I mean, you yourself in a sense have, have used it kind of as a transition. Totally. Um, but how do you deal with those, but how do you deal with those folks that, you know, you know, the types that are just, you know, you know, waiters or busing tables because they're doing it as a, as a second gig or right. waiting on the next big thing to happen or whatever. How do you deal with those folks that aren't necessarily fully 100% committed. I mean, you run a sports site. So everybody that's working for you, you know, I would think has a love or a passion for sports right. or totally. you know, journalism or whatever. So it's a little bit easier. You know what I mean? It's a little bit easier to come into work every day, know that you have a group of people that actually want to be there that actually want to do what they're doing, as opposed to maybe the restaurant business where maybe it's a little bit more 50, 50, 75, 25. But you correct me, break it down for me. Like, how do you deal with the folks that are just kind of, I'm just here, you know, the Marshawn Lynch yeah. effect. I'm just here. to yeah. get fine, I'm, you just, know I mean? I'm just here. So I don't get fine. No, I totally agree, man. Now, that's definitely a good way of putting it. I think for me, you're right at unwrap sports network everybody wants to be here has a shared common goal we're all happy Mm -hmm. to be here because we're talking sports and who doesn't want to do that and if like i i would keep it very consistent if you don't want to be here you don't love sports the way that we do we don't want you here at all so we keep that ride with us or don't ride with us at all kind of mindset so you're right everyone at unwrap sports network they get me going because when i wake up they love sports just as much as i do uh, the restaurant business, not so much, you know, so I think 50% of the people want to be there and realize the money that's in it. And the other 50% still realize the money that's in it, but uh, maybe aren't meant for it in the same way. And it doesn't come as seamless and they're very struggling to get through shifts. Or um, like you said, if they're in the entertainment business and really just have one foot in, one foot out, you know, calling out of work a lot because you have different gigs and different things. But at the same time, what other restaurant do you have as much support like that and rotating shifts that you can give up a shift and get someone to cover you so that you can go to a audition with two hours notice? You know, there isn't very much leeway in a lot of different jobs where in the restaurant business, you can't take it as seriously as some people do when it comes to people in that position. So for me, I think because I'm in Los Angeles, I understand it a little bit more uh, because I used to DJ and 
I was in college and I did all types of things. I've been there before, so I understand mm-hmm. it. Um, but I'll also, you know, look at people and be like, you know, help me help you. You know, if you want me to help you with giving you a favorable schedule or, you know, vacation or really just trying to be that guy for you when you need me, I'm going to need the same in return. So it's a very scratch my back. I'll scratch yours kind of business. And as a manager, I try to be uh, the most motivating person I can be. And I try to pull favors and uh, give my all to everybody. So it's that's where it's the same with Unwrapped Sports and with any job that I do. I mean, if I'm going to be there, I'm going to work 100%. You know, that's just how I look at things. Right. If I'm going to be doing something, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to have a good time doing it. I'm going to go look at everyone around me, try and motivate them to do it with me at a high level. And uh, if not, you know, there's no fun to be there. You know, it's all about the people and working everybody up. Right. So I think for, for me, it just depends on the manager you work for, you know, how much you want to be there, how seriously you want to take it. And I think that it starts from the top and trickles down. I think that's the same with every business. How much, uh, how much has the restaurant business shaped your management and leadership style? Like how, how, how much of that being in that fast paced, crazy world has shaped how you manage and you lead? Because I, I think you have a very exemplary and just awesome leadership style. So how did being in that fast paced, crazy environment shape the way you lead right now? Well, I appreciate your kind words. I would say it made me more of an asshole. <laughs> I would say that's definitely first <laughs> and foremost. It's definitely made me a little rougher around the edges, but. Uh, I think it's taught me more patience and I learned that I'm amazing in that sphere. So if anything, God forbid, didn't work out for me in sports or other things, mm-hmm. I know that that's a love for me that I'm good at and can really pursue moving forward. So I would say it's made me more flexible. It's made me more patient. I've made a lot of money in it because there is a lot of money in it. And that's my word to anybody that wants to serve, bartend. Bartenders make more than I do sometimes. So it's not like you need to go there and go be a manager. It's just go be strategic with how your life is right now, the kind of hours you want to commit. If you want something a little more consistently, like a salary thing where management kind of comes into conversation, or if you just want a lot of tips and things so you can show up one day. I had a girl that's bartending. She walked out with $950 cash tips the other night. Like $950 cash everybody like that's Think almost about a that. grand yeah you're yeah. booking a grand in a day yeah. you know and that's to pour some drinks for people you're not dancing you're not doing bottle service you're not doing anything that may be degrading to you in any way or you may not feel comfortable doing bartending is cake you know you you're pouring some jack and cokes and doing some beers and you know the occasional martini mm-hmm. it's just about schmoozing right. so uh, i think bartending and um being a barber are very, very close to it. You know, I think absolutely. Yeah, yeah. those are two positions. If you can do one, you could probably do the other. Obviously, cutting hair, you got to have that skill, but uh, that person to person kind of connection and the feel, you're almost a therapist at the end of the day. And you, you're going there, you're doing a constant stand up routine. Everybody's watching you. You always <laughs> got to kind of be going around doing your thing. So, yes, it's a little bit tiring, but. The money is just insane. So yeah, I would say for me personally, I've realized how much money could be made with hard work, with certain personalities, with um, going about it certain ways. Because I'll see one person go in there and have the same amount of tables as somebody else and walk out with $200 less. And you got to sit there and say, you know, what's person A doing that person B isn't? Uh, And I'm not stressing for tips, you know, on a personal standpoint, but I'm able to sit back and really watch and see who does what and who succeeds in certain ways. And I think for me, it's just the restaurant business is what you make it. So um, you can squeeze it like a fucking lemon, you know, get as much as you want out of that and uh, move on. So I think you're right. It's a great transition job. You can stick in it forever if you want to do management. But uh, for me, you know, I'm taking it all the way to the top that I can, you know, manage my bit of general manager. uh, And then now it's kind of just, you know, I'm here doing my job. I'm here so I don't get fined and (laughs) <laughs> I'm doing uh, doing things to get the paychecks, but at the end of the day, you know, your head's elsewhere. But uh, I've used it to its fullest. I think it's been fantastic. So I think if you got a chance to go work in a neighborhood bar or anything like that, hook up your little brother with a job busing or something <laughs> like that, get him in. You know, it's a great, yeah. great thing to get. If you don't get the degree or whatever, you can lean back on it. So I think it's so versatile. And I think if you guys give a shit about what I have to say, Go give it a shot. You know, it's super fun. I'm glad you brought up the bartending thing. I I, I dated a uh, a girl back in the day that was a bartender and was paying her way through college. And like, you know, I kind of had this like ignorant, like, you know, thought, I guess most people have like, oh, bartending. It's like, you know, it's fun. you know, you're yeah. not making that much money. 
right. you're probably getting, right. you know, minimum wage. And I was shocked. Like, yo, this girl would come like she, she would bartend like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes on Sundays. Right. So she would in that four day weekend or whatever. Right. She would she would come home with like five hundred to a thousand dollars. And no doubt. And I was floored by this shit. Like, I was just like, wait, what? Like, you know, I'm thinking like on a good night, you know, maybe 200 bucks here and there. But like, no, like legit, like on average, like she would, you know, like we would see each other or whatever. And she'd be like, oh, I made this much. And she'd like a lot of cash in her. It's so, the cash, yeah, it's too. You know, they, they pull up with this yeah, bucket. Exactly. You know, you, you, you go in their car yeah. and there's a bucket or something just <laughs> overflowing with cash. And you're just like, well, are you serious right now? You want to share some of that? But uh, I'm just like, yo, you slinging rocks or something? Like, what's going on here? Like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, no, I, it's, it's crazy when you bring that up. Because, I mean, like, I think I think a lot of people just have that mentality. Like, oh, you work in a restaurant business. Like, oh, you guys are getting minimum wage. And that's not saying that some aren't or that some some jobs aren't getting as much totally. money as others. It's like any field. It's like any field, obviously, right? But I think there's this, like, perception of, like, bartending and, and like, people think that, though, they just don't make enough money or make a lot, of, a lot of money. Like, no, there's there's definitely money in that field. Absolutely. I agree. No, I think it's definitely a misconception. Yeah. I agree with you. Cool, cool. All right, man. So let's transition over to, to Unwrapped. I mean, um, what what was the motivation? Like, what what were you thinking? Not in a bad way, obviously. What were you thinking? But like, what what was the motivation? What was the thought behind creating Unwrapped Sports? Like, you know, take me back to you know, you know, this time last year when you were getting ready to start this thing and launch this thing. Like, what was the motivation behind it? So I think this time last year is right when we started thinking about launching this as a whole. And we were doing podcasts Mm -hmm. just like you are right now, having a lot of fun with it. But I think right around this time last year is when I was thinking, we have a lot of talent. You know, we have a lot of people that are inquiring to us about how they can get more involved and how they can, you know, become guests or do consistent things, you know, for us. And if we're doing other sports besides the ones that we were covering with, with our current podcast. So for me, I started thinking, you know, why are we putting ourselves in a box? You know, why I do want to work with other people. I do want to have a team and really explore this. You know, I've talked to a couple different people that have given me advice in this sphere and have been saying, you know, it's definitely possible nowadays with the technological advances. I think now you mm-hmm. can really whip something out of your ass if you really want to. You know, it used to be, you know, you go to school, you go get a journalism degree. You go intern for ESPN for like five years unpaid. You go finally get some small gig that you get, you know, being a beat writer somewhere that you're barely getting paid. And then you're 30 years old, 35, and finally getting on air time or finally getting a piece of some sort of pie when it comes to the sports sphere. And it's a good gig. You know, that's great. If you want to be like your favorite sports anchor, that's still a really smart way to go. But I don't even think that's needed anymore. You're listening to any given Sunday with Manny Brown. You know, this is a show that you're tuning into. Like he didn't need to go to college to go get a degree in this specific sphere and Mm -hmm. make a podcast through a certain venue so that you can listen to it. Like he can, you can come up with this in a hundred different ways. So I think it's all about how creative we get nowadays. And I think with, like I was saying, with the technological advances, it really made me look at it and think, we can make this happen quickly. You know, I can put out a couple posts and make a few different calls and turn this from us putting out sports content into us putting out sports content with other people. You know, me going out and hiring a web team and I'm um, just doing it piece by piece. I think that's for me. I saw a vision and I've always wanted to talk sports. I've always wanted to figure out some sort of career in this market, but I didn't want to go to school for it, man. I didn't want to sit there and do the traditional route. I didn't want to go be a sports journalist. You know, that's not where my heart is. I don't do articles. You know, I'm going to probably do one every once in a while, but I don't sit there and do articles. I'm not sitting there doing interviews with people. You know, I do like, um, you know, being at press conferences and doing things like that. I've been there. I've done that. I'm going to continue to try and do interesting, fun things like that. But, you know, that's not where my heart is. It's facilitating. It's making this huge thing happen. And, Having amazing people like you inviting me onto your podcast and you putting out stuff weekly and someone else puts out amazing written content and somebody else is doing their live streaming and somebody else is doing this and everybody's talking about it. And I think for me, 
it's getting that buzz going and really finding a way to connect with people and take it into talking sports together. So for me, it's, I've always been able to connect with people. I'm great at, you know, business. I'm great at the restaurant business. I, I was actually the president of a fraternity in college and I've been really up at the top doing different kind of business ventures for quite a while. And, um, some things more official than others, but I think at the end of the day, it always had to do with how well I was able to connect with people, you know, how well I was able to get everybody to come together for a common goal and work hard towards something. And I think this was the same mindset. And it was, why not? You know, who wants to talk sports? Anybody, you know, who wants to talk sports for a living? You know, mm-hmm. who wants to, who wants to figure it out with me? Anybody, you know, and I got a lot of people, <laughs> uh, you know, are, are dumb enough to take that chance with me. But at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm blessed that people are able to, kind of share this vision with me, you know, really, I've been able to paint out a picture for them and they're able to get excited with me. And and I'm here to open my ears to any ideas and anything always, because I just think having so many different talented people in one group is going to come up with literally every way that you can succeed in this market. You know, we're going to figure out every single little tiny niche and every way you can monetize and every way that you can really do this for a living. We're going to go do that. So I think that's for me more of a vision and less concrete direction. And that's the whole fun of it. You know, you got to just enjoy the journey. And I wake up every day stressed and tired, but uh, motivated and happy and uh, really working towards doing what I hope I can do for the rest of my life. Not have to serve another dish or another drink and be able to just sit Mm -hmm. here and talk sports and wake up and uh, figure out way, more ways to go do those things and go make money off it. I think that is the dream. And I think if anybody wants to start working towards that dream, you know, hit me up. I'd love to bring you on to Unwrap Sports and uh, try and figure out ways that we can get you involved and work towards that common goal together. But uh, it just starts by putting the right people in the right places and waking up and knowing that you're having fun with what you do with what you do. Because for me, it's uh, for this, this isn't work. You know, I didn't sleep much last night. You know, I worked pretty late, yeah. but you know, I, I'm up. You know, I want to. I want to talk. You know, I'm not sitting here. Hey, what's up, man? You know, um, thanks for bringing me <laughs> on, bro. Like, I'm I'm jived to be here. Like, I love talking about sports and with people that I you know have a genuine connection with. So, you know, I love this shit. You know, I'm gonna go watch football after this. So, I think when you love something, you don't work a day in your life. And I think if you can get to that Absolutely. point you know, kill someone doing it, you know, kill someone to get to that point. Cause if you don't, you're going to hate your life. So just like keep working hard and figure out what it is that, you know, you really love. Absolutely. I, I couldn't put it better myself. Yeah. I mean, wh- how refreshing is it that you work with a bunch of people that actually want to be there that actually love the same, that have the same interests, the same work ethic, the, the same common goals as you. Cause I like, I know that was the biggest challenge for me when I got into podcasting, right. right? You, you know, a lot of times when you start something new, you, you tend to have this kind of very, um, insulated mindset. Like, like when I started podcasting, I brought some of my friends along with me and, and people that I knew, right? Cause you know, your comfort level is there. Of course. And, and it didn't work out and not knocking those people. Just, it just, they had different goals. They had different mentalities. They had different, that, you know, and my wife was the the person that just like, you can't teach everybody how to have your grind. You can't teach right. everybody how to have you. Everybody doesn't have your dream. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So that was the biggest thing that I had to get over. So, you know, just being in a communal sense in a community like that, like Unwrap Sports or I'm sure people that work at Bleacher or people that work at SB Nation or wherever that have that same goal, have that same kind of common ground that they want to do the same things and all want to pr- progress in this field. Uh, it's It's quite refreshing and it's just motivating as fuck. Yeah, dude, it really is, man. Now, for real, I wake up and I'm motivated. I'm jived up and uh, I know everybody else is around me. So I think that's where uh, it goes from work to a passion. And I think Mm -hmm. we've both found it. And I think we're both going to continue to find it. But uh, it's just the beginning. And uh, you're 100% right. You know, you can't teach someone your grind. Not everyone is a workhorse. Not everyone can, you know, take 25 carries a game. Like not everyone is built for it. So some people are, some people it's like, dude, I just took 25 carries. You can put me right back in the game and give me another 25. But other people are dying at the end of that. And other people <laughs> yeah. didn't want to go in the game at all. <laughs> you know, So uh, it's just a different type of people. And they're all can be productive in different ways and provide in different ways. So nobody's useless unless you make yourself useless. But mm-hmm. uh, you're right. Not everyone, like I keep kind of referring to, is cut from the same cloth. That's just a really good mm-hmm. way of putting it. Some people are, some people aren't. It's a part of leadership too. It's a part of great leadership is finding the strengths in everybody, you know, and, of and, and, 
and, you know, finding where that person's most useful. You know, I mean, I think that's the biggest issues going on in our society right now, even from a work perspective. It's like you got a lot of managers and a lot of people that are put in, quote unquote, leadership positions, but they're not leaders. Oh, and to me, sure. it's something like and to me, it's like leadership, just being in the military and just, you know, my background, like like leadership is not something that you can teach. It's something that is just innate. That's a quality that somebody has, like either you have it or you don't. Some people are great workers, but they're not great leaders. You know, some people are great followers, not, not great leaders or teachers or whatever. And and I think that that's the problem that I think we just think that, Oh, we'll just put, you know, Joe blow in that position and he'll be a great leader. Or we'll put this person in that position and he'll be a great leader. So I think, like you said, finding the strengths in everybody and knowing, okay, person may not be great at writing so we'll put him in podcasting or live streaming or thank you for your service first of all i didn't know that you served i'm going to flip the question on you and ask you just a little bit about your time serving i want to hear a little bit about that oh no man i mean i was i you know i was 19 years old uh wasn't really doing anything with my life at that point i wanted to go to school couldn't afford it i was in a you know, grew up in a single parent home. My mom couldn't afford to send me to school. I could have, I could have did the financial aid route and all that good stuff. But I just was like, eh, I didn't want to do that. Um, I knew that I, I knew I wanted to do something. I didn't know what that was at that point. I was 19, didn't really have any direction in my life at that point. So I was like, my brother, my brother was already serving. He had served in the military at that point when I was, when I was 19. He had already been in the army almost 10 years, almost. Um, so, uh, so, um, no, it was, only, it was like five, six years that he had been in the military, but, um, yeah, no, I, I just, and he was a recruiter. So I was just like, you know, it was kind of kept putting the bug in my ear of like, Hey, join, 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 join. Right. So I was like, ah, oh, man, whatever. You know what I mean? The, the typical 18, 19 year old kid, you know, partying, doing dumb shit. Like, well, I ain't going to do that shit. I'm not going to go fight Bush's war. All the ignorant shit that you could like think that you're in your head. You could process like, ah, I'm not doing that shit. Right. So it, I just like, I don't know. I just like, I'm, I'm a type of person that I just get epiphanies like randomly. Like I just, Me I'll just too, wake man. up one day. I'll just wake up one day. Me I'm too, like, you know, I'm just tired. I'm just tired of this shit. Like I was just like, you know, I'm just tired of this. I'm, I'm tired of like, like I saw my friends and we were just going through this like cycle of just like partying, bullshit, waking right. up the next day. Yeah. Partying and bullshit, partying and bullshit. And it's fun. But when you're somebody that just naturally wants more in life, you're just like, like more out of life. Like you're just like, eh, I, I want more than this. So totally. I just got tired one day. I just got fed up. I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I just, you know, I called my brother up and I was like, yo, I'm just ready to join. And he just like, he was just stunned. Like he dropped the phone. Like what? <laughs> so um, long story short, you know what I mean? I went through, uh, you know, I did, you know, signed up, you know, did all that. And I did uh, four and a half, you know, almost five years, man. I, I had to get out um, because I hurt my back in combat. But um, yeah, man, I, I, I did four and a half years. I had no That's expectation. Crazy. I had, I had like no concept of what I was doing or what expectation I was going to have. And it was honestly the best five years of my life. Honestly, like I had That's so much insane. fun. I met some incredible people, people that I'm friends with to this day, people that I, I'll be friends with to the day I die. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it was so much fun. I mean, it's like any, it's like anything. You have good days, you have bad days, you had days where, you wanted to punch the shit out of somebody and you had days where you fucking loved coming to work. I mean, it was just one of right. those things. Um, I knew it wasn't for me long-term, like, you know, cause that's the, the comment like, Oh, why did you do 20 or 30? Like I knew it was, I always knew that the military was a, was a launching pad. You right. know, it was a, it was a launching pad to other things that I wanted to do. And I, I could put that on a resume and, you know, instantly people like, Oh, you, you serve. So that shows that you, you know, have commitments and leadership, right. dedication. Like, you know I mean, yeah. so yeah, so that, that was, that was, that was a little bit of that. Um, yeah, man, that was, that's my little story there. That's phenomenal. That's crazy, man. I had no idea. I wanted to flip it around to ask you a little bit about that. So you said it was the army, right? No, it's Yeah, it was the army. Yeah. I, I, I don't talk about it as much as I should. Uh, my wife always tells me I, sh- I should talk about it more, but um, you know, the people that know me know know it. So, uh, well, there it is. Any obviously. given Sunday fans, there's your PSA. You know, ripped, <laughs> I ripped it out of Manny, so now you know a little bit more about him. No, they, no, I've <laughs> talked about it on the show before. I, I've talked about it on the show before. So, so my so my ardent listeners, they know, but you know, just random folks or people that I, you know, that 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 I that I communicate with randomly, um, they probably may not know unless I just share it, but. No, man, I'm, I'm proud of my admirable man. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be talking with you and I'm proud to be working with you side by side. You're a great dude. So thank you again for your service. Nah, I appreciate that, you. man. Thank you.
Thank you, man. I appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, man, unwrap. So how do you um just going back to Iraq for a little bit, like how do you sure. obviously you created this website? It's grown it's going great, it's growing. You have a lot of ideas, a lot of visions. how do you in, in this in this in this sphere, in this era of obviously Bleacher Report exists, SB Nation, a bunch of other startups like right. a, like like us in Unwrapped Sports. How do you set us apart? How do you set Unwrapped apart from the Bleachers and and SB Nation and you know name other sites, you know whatever? How do you set Unwrapped Sports apart from those other sites? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it all starts from trying to be creative and go research ways that people aren't already being successful on top of, of course, proven success. You know, you want to emulate what other people are doing that people demand that people really want to digest. And, um, you know, the way that certain people went and made that a legitimate business, you want to go seek those ways out. But at the end of the day, everyone's got to make it on their own and make it differently. And I think the one thing that we have that is very unique is our, we have such a concentration and such a saturation and I'm streaming and podcasting and so much audio coming from us that I don't see a lot of podcast networks and I wouldn't even consider us just a podcast network, but we got 20, 30 of them and um, can, can continue to work on that and change things. But I think it's just our ability to, and they're all different by the way, too. They're not all just like boilerplate. Hey, this is a podcast about this. Like, no, totally. it's, it's, It's they're all different. Yeah. Dude, listen to, you know, finish line guys, you know, man, you know, these are fun loving guys that are just having fun and shooting the shit and really take it down to that casual level of you listen and you're smiling and you're enjoying it and you're really like indulged in it. And then there's other guys that I got the network that are very serious and, you know, do certain cities or certain teams and are just very bang, bang, bang. We'll give you more matchup breakdowns and, you know, game recaps and stuff. So you can find anything from A to B. And I think that's where. For us, it's trying to stay unique and stay consistent, but very spread out. We can cover so many different things. And dude, if you write soccer, if you write cricket, like if you write any of this, like come to me, <laughs> you know, come to Unwrap Sports. Like, I don't give a shit what you do. Like if you like something, someone else likes it too. Like if you have the passion Absolutely. to put out content, I promise you someone's out there waiting for that content. So I think it's me not being too and big for any what you just said. And, think, and think about what you just said for a second, right? If right. you go to ESPN and say, I want to write about cricket, they'll they'll probably look at you like you got fucking three heads. Like, what? Cricket? Totally. Like, They're no. going to be like, that, that's not a money yeah, market, you-, you know? But for me, I think exactly. anything could be. You know, think about esports right now, dude. Think about all these other things. Like, there's so many things that we can try. And uh, I think for me, it's the willingness to try those things and uh, really giving you guys leeway to do those things and try those things. and. Uh, when I figure out more and more and more, you know, I keep you guys updated, adjust what we're doing. You know, before we only had writers, then we said, you know, we should really be bringing on other people that can, you know, host podcasts that aren't ours. You know, we changed that, you know, then we added a streaming sponsorship, you know, and I'll spend a quick minute because, uh, sportscaster, first off, S P O R T S C A S T R. So sportscaster.com slash unwrapped find everybody on there doing crazy stuff in the live streaming aspect so wanted to shout out nick um coach everybody else that's at sportscaster that puts in that work to make this such an amazing app and keep it fun and interactive yeah working hard with me to you know create a program and get us involved so definitely a huge shout out to you guys and i really i'm going to be driving them over to this episode get them listening on this and uh, if you haven't already, go download Sportscaster on Apple. You can go online to sportscaster.com. Uh, but yeah, man, that's just been really, I think, the first step towards us really monetizing one, but also, you know, being different. You know, I don't see any other sports network that does consistent live streaming and on top of podcasting, mm-hmm. on top is, you know, writing and things like that. So I think it's for us just finding more ways for us to be a jack of all trades do so many things and um, we'll figure out which ones work the best and highlight those things. But I think we have more than bleach report and other things. I think we have more layers, you know, it's more than just um, here's what we got going on. The second we create an app, you know, what else do they have that we don't, you know? So I think for us, it's, you know, an app, you know, down the line, but I think that's just inevitable for anybody in 2019, 2020, you know, everything is, um, digitalized yeah, and everything is on a website or on an app. So I would love to do that soon. So, you know, be on the lookout unwrapped app coming up soon, but oh, it's coming. Um, it's coming. yeah, it'll, it'll come, you know? So I think for us, it's just that, um, the live streaming and podcasting that we do and having so many different personalities with us, 
uh, I think that is going to really sell for us long term. And uh, we're going to continue to attack different public speaking ventures and different things like that as a group instead of just a couple big names and a bunch of writers and other things like that. You know, I want, we have so many powerhouse personalities here that I think that we're going to be so successful in the audio sphere and I'm going to figure out everything else. Awesome. Awesome. What's been the hardest part of Unwrapped? Like in, in this, in this year and year and a half journey that you've been on, what has been like legit the hardest shit that you had to go through? That's a good question. I think it's really keeping the vision in your mind. Uh-huh. I think a lot of the times you're like, eh, you know, I'm not making money off this. We're not doing anything really, uh, and, and especially in the beginning where it's like, we're not sure exactly what the direction is. We're not sure exactly what the plan is, but we just have all these visions and, you know, all of these ideas and we're trying to emulate different things and really try and put our personal touch on it. I think it's really keeping that vision in mind and sharing that with Christian and Corbin, who would be my co-founders and finding ways to get them more involved with me and finding ways to, you know, blend all of our ideas into one and working hand in hand to change the direction of the company has definitely been the hardest part. Because for me, like I told you, the people aspect is easy, you know, talking to you guys on the phone, keeping you guys motivated, recruiting, keeping you guys up cap. It sounds really hard, but for me, it's a pleasure and I'm very good at it. And I enjoy being there hands on with you guys, but keeping that vision in mind and being like, all right, let's just keep chugging forward. Let's keep doing it. This one didn't work, but let's try something else. Let's keep Mm -hmm. moving forward. I think it's the ability to just move forward and not let things really get to you. I think that is really been the hardest part, but at the same time, it's been probably the most rewarding part. You know, you learn a lot of lessons throughout. I think your failure, failures are more important than your successes. So absolutely, um, yeah, for me, I'm just, dude, I'm, I'm a recovered addict. I've almost, I've OD'd multiple times, you know, I shouldn't be here anymore. So um, for me, it's just all a second chance, you know, and that's why I look at life so positively and why I'll always gas up everybody around me and show love whenever I can, because, you know, I shouldn't be able to show love at all, you know, and for me, it's, mm-hmm. You know, I've almost been there. You know, I've almost screwed up my life. So I think for anyone else out there, just keep a vision in mind. If that's for your business or your life, whatever that may be, just keep it in mind. Because as soon as you lose it, you lose your head. And I've been there like so many times. So I just think it's keep that vision in line. You know, keep your successes close, but keep your failures closer. You know, use those as the motivation and just keep chugging forward. So I think it's the hardest thing to do, but. Uh, very rewarding. And I think as long as you keep your head straight, you can make amazing thing happen. It's just, you got to keep your head straight. Awesome. Absolutely, man. So if I was to, if I was to uh, basically grill you and say unwrap sports in five years in 2025, where do you see unwrap sports being? You know, a fully functioning business. I think I won't be working another day in my life besides this. Uh, I think we'll have a full headquarters by that point. Uh, I think we're going to have other people that we're able to pay on a yearly basis that don't have to work besides us as well. So I think in five years, I don't see why this wouldn't continue to legitimize and make more money Mm -hmm. and continue to give more opportunities and uh, strengthen this family. So I think catch us in five years uh be a well-oiled machine you know working off what we have now but dude five years so much can change man you know the technology nowadays and how everyone is just doing different niches i have no idea but i think that is just so fun you know i just think that is some of the best to say i have no idea but i'm excited for that you know it's such a great feeling because when you're like dude i have no idea and i'm i'm shitting bricks you know i really feel the pressure it's breathing down my fucking neck you know that is Mm -hmm. a different kind of mindset i think for me it's just like ah let's get it you know like what is it you know you have ideas tell me you know you want to talk let's talk you know you want to do it let's do it like and i think it's you know eventually i'll look at myself in the mirror and say you know i'm proud of you know what we're doing right now i'm happy with how we're doing it and you know what else can we do differently and i think it's just looking at yourself in the mirror a few different times and you know evaluating what you're doing and if you're doing it the way you want to be doing it you know i'm going to do that a few more times you know in the next few years so i can only imagine like you said, the epiphanies, you know, I'm waiting for those epiphanies to hit. So, uh, <laughs> and the, big, and the biggest thing and the, 
And the biggest thing, man, and, if, and, and, and let's say it doesn't work for whatever reason. Unfortunately, it doesn't work. At least you took the chance. At least you oh, went in, yeah. did it. You give it a that's shot. That's the biggest thing. Like, that's what I, that's what I mostly think about with this podcast. Like, I don't know where this podcast will be in five years. I don't know what it'll be in three years or two years, right. but at least I know that if it failed, at least I did it. I did it my way. I did it how I wanted to do it. I, you know, and if it failed, at least I know it failed, but I tried it. Yeah, you I give it hundred percent. You know, if you say you exactly. deadly say you gave it hundred percent, you tried. That's a W. That is a serious W. Yep. No matter what Absolutely. you get at the end, you know, if you literally said I didn't waste my last few years of my life, I had a great time doing it. I do it again. <laughs> that's great, yeah. man. You know, I think that's life. How many you know, we missed too many? How many years. people you know? How many people you know? You know, relatives, people that we were growing up with. That oh, I wish I would have did this, or I wish that I would have done that. So oh, many, back man. in my day, so many. You know what I mean? So many. Yeah. I'm never gonna say that in my life. I'm never ever gonna say, oh, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. I'm gonna say, goddamn, I did everything I wanted to do. And if I didn't, yep. if I failed, you know, I failed doing something fun, or I failed doing something that I thought was gonna work that didn't, but. Throughout the whole time, I kept a smile on my face and I kept working my ass off, you know, and that's going to be Absolutely. it. You know, that's the story of life. You know, you got to stay positive. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. All right, real quick, before we get out of here, man, just anything current events-wise, obviously, we, we talk so much about business and and and, and the site so itself, fun. but you're but you're a huge sports fan, so what's what's on your mind right now, man? Dude, let's talk about Miles Garrett. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, let's you know, talk yeah, about Miles, that for a Miles second. Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph, you know, I just want to give my, my two cents on it, because I ahead. see other people the floor giving... Yeah, I give people kind of blaming both sides and I, I hear race coming into this sometimes I'm like what is going on you know for me i hate when that gets brought up because if miles garrett had an issue with anything that he said racially i promise you he would have said that in the post-game interview i probably and i would right. for Mason rudolph to be suspended not be in the league you know i want good people that do good work that treat people right you know and i don't care what race you are if you're transgender, if you are anybody, I, I do not care what you are, who you are, or how you do it. As long as you're a good person and work hard, that's all that matters to me. So I think the race part of this, people got to stop making something that isn't it's, there. It's, yeah, it's stupid. It's, 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 it's bound to happen with anything. If Mason Rudolph was, was you know, if Mason Rudolph was black, it, race wouldn't have been thrown in. That, that's, that. what I, that's what I'm I don't saying. Even, I don't even, I, you know what? I ignore it because it's it's just, it's noise. Right. It's people that are trying to find an angle. It's like this, they're trying totally. to Zapruder film this shit. Like, oh, totally. let me and see. That, well, and look, you can tell his lips are forming N-words. Uh, look, I can, I can see it right now. <laughs> like you're searching for shit that's not there. <laughs> oh my like, God, man. I agree. And I I think for me at this point, Mason Rudolph, yeah, dude, you're a little bitch. You know, I you see the dude grabbing his groin, you see him trying to rip off his helmet. Like, you know, you're you're one of those dudes. You're that dude. We've all had that dude. Mason Rudolph will always be right. that dude. You know, the dude that pisses people off. You always want to punch him in the face. Like, always talking shit. Like, you know, that's that dude. Um, Miles Garrett, one of the more talented people I've actually ever watched play football. You know, he is actually insane. He's also an idiot when it comes to late game penalties. Absolutely. He doesn't keep his head straight. And he's had a history of making the play, but then keeping his foot down on their throat to be like, ah, oh, give me back those 15 yards for this penalty, you know? So I think for him, this really hurts his reputation because no matter what that dude does, you're always gonna have that dude in your face yapping like a little fucking chihuahua, but you don't rip off his helmet and hit him in the head with it. So I think. For him, he was wrong with his last action, but I could totally see where he got driven to that point. Mason Rudolph was clearly instigating. He clearly was probably grabbing his nuts the whole game. I watched it three times. Like, it's you're going to grab a dude's nuts, get up and call him a bitch? Like, yeah, bro, Like I'm going to hit you in the head with my helmet too. But I'm also not getting paid millions of dollars on live television right. with a ton of fans. So I think... That's where, dude. You technically, what is that battery with a deadly weapon? You know, I mean, that's what it's technically, you know, like yo, you hit this man with a fucking helmet, bro. Like, like, bro, if I hit someone with a helmet right now, I go outside and hit someone with a helmet, or I go to a bar and hit someone with a helmet. I promise you, I'm going to jail. I promise you, absolutely. I don't care who I am, I'm in jail, bro. You know, plain and simple. So, I think that's for me. I get it. They're athletes or whatever, but like, are we serious? Did we really just watch this dude hit this dude with his helmet? You know, I don't know. I was was sitting there. I was sitting there. I was sitting there dozing off because, you know, I'm just fucking tired. It's a boring ass game. So I'm sitting there like dozing off and I just happen to wake up as that play is happening. So right before, you know, skirmish happens. 
And I like I had to do a double take. Like, yo, did this motherfucker really just hit this dude with a fucking helmet? <laughs> That's like, what I said, dude. Like I was just sitting there, like just fly. Look, and the and the people that are trying to defend, like, and 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 I love how. Oh, I'm not defending uh, Miles Jarrett, but I'm just saying that Mason Root. I'm like, no, you are like by you saying that you are essentially choosing sides. You're def- right. like there is no sides to choose. Look, Mason Rudolph is an idiot. He's a bitch. He 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 was probably getting on people's nerves the entire game. Right. He was having a terrible game to him. First of all, he threw four interceptions, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, he had, you a, had a terrible fucking game. Yeah, well, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother situation. But you had a terrible game, and then you're talking shit. Like, yes, I, look, I'm good with the fight. I'm good with the brawl. But to me, that doesn't excuse being hit with a helmet. Like, right. like, like the people that are trying to say, like, oh, well, he started it first. I don't care. It's like, it's like when you're – like, I have kids. Like when, when, when my two oldest fight, oh, well, she started it. Well, he started it. Yeah. That doesn't give you the right to hit her with a baseball bat. Like, <laughs> don't what's, do what's, what's, 100%. Like, like, exactly. It's like two wrongs don't make a right. Like once you go to the extreme, only the extreme counts now. Like, and, that, and like, that's just you, fighting. You can't, you can't reverse talking, that. Yeah. If exactly. we're talking Miles Garrett clocked this guy clear in the face, we'd still be like, you can't do that. You know, you still can't do that. But at the end of the day, like, we're talking ripping off a helmet and hitting a guy across the head with it. That's just letting your temper got, get too much. Yeah, you're letting – at dude, this point, you're what letting if he him win. Connected, what if he would have connected with full force? or dude, he what if he hit him in the temple? Yeah, if he would have caught him in the temple, that, yeah, that, guy, that guy's out. Out like a light, bro. He, like, te- like imagine and, – and, and I'm not defending Mason Rudolph, but that kid also had a pretty ugly concussion just a few weeks ago. Right. Like – you don't know what the fuck can happen, man. Like it's mm-hmm. so much state. Like, like, uh, like, uh, remember in the seventies with that Rudy Tomjanovich fight, like the dude ended up knocked out. Like that cost that man his career. Like the, the people, like in the moment, people don't think about these things, but these, this shit could like, you can hurt That's somebody. No, you know what I mean? Real. Like you, 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 like people shouldn't be making light of that. Again, I, I, Mason Rudolph is a bitch and he, he probably had right. that coming to him. Probably had it that still doesn't. That, that still doesn't excuse it. And you're still it's, on national and, television. And look, you have fans. You know, you got to really look after your your personal brand too. Exactly. This exactly. can't be a good look. You know, there's no way it's a good look. It's not you. a good look. And 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 the worst part about this is that what are we talking about? We're not talking about the talents of of of, of Miles Garrett. We're not talking about the. And I think he I think he has like 16, 17 stat, sacks or whatever. Like we're not talking about that. We're talking about late game penalties. We're talking about things that he does after the whistle. I mean, you can make the case that Miles Garrett. I mean, a lot of people were making this case that he's a dirty player. Like all the all the. Right. I mean, you know, all the hits on the quarterbacks late, the cheap shots, shit like that. Like this is what, and you don't want this to be the narrative. You don't want this to be now what everybody thinks about with Miles Garrett. Like you don't want now. Unfortunately, it's like the Ron Artest and the brawl in Detroit. Like, like for years, this is what people are going to think about now when they think about Miles Garrett. Not the football player, not the sacks, not the fucking raw skill and ability. It's this. That's the sad part about all this. I totally agree. This is going to be what defines his career. So I mean, that's where I wanted to bring it up. I think. I don't care what player it is, who it is, what situation. You know, if you're throwing hands, I guess that's one thing, and that's still not okay. But don't don't use your helmet. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, don't, but with, don't, yeah, helmet. Don't, don't be a coward like that. Come on, two play- Miles Garrett would absolutely destroy Mason Rudolph yes. too in a fight. You want to square up mano y mano? There's not even a chance. You don't even need the helmet, bro. You know what I mean? Like, put it down. Like, you don't need it. Yes. Uh, yeah. I. It's. It's crazy. One of the craziest shit I've ever. I've literally not. I've watched football for my mouth was dropped. I've I was like, never no seen way. that. I was like Thursday Night Raw. I know you're a wrestling guy, so where's Vince McMahon across WWE shit? Yeah, yeah. Vince pops yeah. around the corner. He's like, "There's the XFL ad." You know, there he goes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we go, man. Uh, any thoughts on the Kaepernick workout? I think he looked solid. I think he his posture and things like that looked a little wonky that I think anybody would after being out of the game for three years. But, dude, his arm strength looked phenomenal. His accuracy still looked like it was there. His head is always in the game. He's, his head's always in the game. Right. That is not – that's the last thing I'm going to doubt is Colin Kaepernick's mind space. That, so I think for me, if you're going to compare him to backups, let's not just say – let's not say starter right now. Let's put him in the backup sphere. He's 100% better than 75% of the backups that are in this league, if not 100% Absolutely. of the backups. Absolutely. You know, he's identical to, you know, bring in Tyrod Taylor, any of these guys. You know, I guess you can use that as a, 
a similarity kind of gauge for him. You know, well, let's, let's, just, let's just let's just let's just go. Let's just run him down right now. Is he better than Ryan Fitzpatrick and the and whoever Miami has playing quarterback? Absolutely, I, I especially yes. Josh Rosen. I would yeah, say yes. him over right? Josh Rosen. Absolutely, for sure. yes. Um, is he is he better than Andy Dalton and Ryan Finley? Oh yeah. Is he better than uh, I don't know whoever's playing quarterback in Denver? Flacco or Brandon Allen, of course. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. In my opinion, is he better than Trubisky? Yes, dude. Is he better than Trubisky? Heck like, yeah, dude. I'll put him in my starting. We're going into right starter territory. Yeah, we're going into starter territory right now. Like, is he better than That's Trubisky? Yeah, saying. absolutely. And uh, if you really is, want is to he, put him in top top ten backup sphere, you know, look at guys like Ryan Tannehill. You know, who put himself in that position? He's just he's in that Ryan Tannehill tier where he's good enough to start. He's good enough to be a backup. He's right there on the border, and he can make it happen at any time. But he's definitely better than, like, Matt Moore and, like, Chase Daniel. Yeah. Like, all, all these guys that are yes. just true backups with no potential to Gino start. Smith. We're just talking about backups. Geno has a job in the NFL. Geno Smith. Bro, Nathan Peterman has a job. Get out of here. You oh know what I mean? God, There's yeah. no way yeah. that we're going to say yeah. Kaepernick doesn't belong in the yeah. NFL. Like, Absolutely. If you want to sit there and kneel, if you want to kneel every game, if you want to do what you believe is right, dude, go for it. I don't give a shit. Like I continue to say, I'm a results driven guy. I don't care who you are, what you are, or how you do it. Like if you're going to show up and do your job better than other people around you, dude, come in fishnet stockings and heels. Like I don't give a shit. As long as you're putting people on blast and throwing for 300 yards a game, go for it. You know, so I don't really mind Kaepernick's off the field stuff. I think he's a great guy. I think he's. An even better guy than football player, but I think as a football player, he's still 31 or 31, 32, whatever it may be. He's only got so many years left in his athletic prime. Let's blow the top off. Let's bring Cap back. So, do you think it? This is just guns to your head right now. I really do. do I really think it's going to happen. I really do. Like the NFL's, it's it's a bad look. You know, he's been so smart. He was like, "Okay, you want to make my my workout a little more private? I'm going to move it to this open high school." That was and that was a genius move. Air. That was like, a genius move. That you was think Kaepernick move. is dumb? Like, get out of here! Like that guy has been calculating this moment for three years now. That 90 second speech that he made at the end of it has been written Powerful. and repeated for like a year or two now, and the guy murdered Powerful. it. He sat there. He yeah, said, he "What's up?" What's up? Ball's in your court. Like, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, drop the mic. I was like, bro, that is a confident dude. That is 90 seconds. He got up, knew what he wanted to say, put his shit on the field, and said, the ball's in your court. I'll be waiting to hear from all 32 of you. If one of those 32 don't reach out, it's going to be a really bad look for the NFL. Yeah, man. I just don't... I. I, I'm with you. I want to believe that it's going to happen. I just think these people have stuck their 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 nose right. in the ground, and I just think I don't I don't know, man. I don't see it just because. Like, what incentive do they have to do it? They've already had, they've already had three years of bad publicity. Like, what what? As long as they're still drawing twenty five million to watch Sunday night Sunday football games, right. and, and and they're still getting a hundred million for the Super Bowl, what incentive do they have to go out there and sign Colin Kaepernick? Besides right. just bad publicity, like that's yeah, what I tell people like I all the time. Like, there's nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. And, I, and also, again, I want Kaepernick to be signed. People do say, you know, well, how does he do it if you have this lawsuit against the NFL and stuff like that? Eric Reed was mano exactly. mano yeah. with that lawsuit. He's in the NFL right now playing. How dare so he sue the NFL? How many times? That's what I'm saying. You know, he's playing exactly. So it's not like they technically can void that. You know, he, they can. They kind of have to allow him. Yeah. Like, after, I, 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 I Your lips to God's ears, man. I, I, I hope think so. it's less of the NFL and them allowing it right now and more of like one of the owners being like, all right, cool. I guess I just got to be that dude right now. Like it, clearly our quarterback situation sucks. You know, clearly there's a good quarterback there pretty much telling us to sign him, you know, and they're also going to look at the sample size that they're going to work with. Like if you're a Denver Bronco right now, like if you're John Elway, why don't you sign Colin Kaepernick? Why like, not? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. What do you have to lose? Exactly. Realistically, like, what do you have to lose, dude? Even the Bengals, like, what are you going to ride with Ryan Finley for the rest of the year? Really believe that that's going to take you the problem? Like, you're fighting for the number one pick right now. I mean, the Redskins, obviously, I wouldn't go that route because of I like Dwayne Haskins and um, at least having him try and get those reps and progress right. throughout the year. But other than that, who's the other team that's way down there at the bottom? The Jets. You know, they already got a quarterback, so I think there's a couple teams that it's a why not? Like, just do it you know try it out for like six seven games and to see if it works and if not at least yeah. you get a, a little good pr mix and you get and you few- put it and you and you did it 
and you dead the conversation. Right. Okay, exactly. Finally, you, we finally gave him a job. Okay. Finally. And if he and if he sucks for the rest of this year, then we can all sit there and say, okay, I don't believe he's at the same caliber as some other quarterbacks in this league. But if you're going to base this off the kind of person he is, and tell me that we're going to go out there and sign some of these quarterbacks that we have right now over him, just purely off skill. You know, that's ignorant. So I think at this point. He'd had a perfect workout for what he's trying to go for. Very open. He kept saying the word transparency. I like the word mm-hmm. transparency. I think he did a good job with that. I think everyone can see it. They can judge how he looked as a football player. And if we don't want to make a move on that, that's on us. And he said, the ball's in your court. I agree. Absolutely. Hey, man, your, your lips to God's ears, man. I, I hope it happens. I, I'm, I guess I'm just, I'm just so browbeaten by it and just so like, I, I do have, I don't, I don't have a defeatist you. attitude normally in life, but I have a defeatist attitude when it comes to this because I just Dude, feel I don't like blame you at all. the fix, the fix is in. I mean, had he not pulled that fucking move yesterday, the fix, you know, the fix was in. The NFL was going to hold that private workout. They were going to say, Oh, well, you look terrible. Well, you had nothing right. to offer. None of the media would have been there. There would have yeah, been nobody to cooperate. You can't on twist that. it yeah, exactly. now. You can't twist it now. Yeah, they can't you know, twist it. So it I, just I mean, is what so. it is. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be the, the most raw, real chance he's going to get. Absolutely. Let's hope. Let's hope, man. Hey, man, it was a blast having you on, talking to you, uh, having you on the show. I mean, we talked before, obviously, but having you on the podcast is, is just another level of, of it's been of, so fun. Yeah. Of another level of, of just entertainment and just pure joy to talk to you, man. So, uh, before you go, man, just plug everything, sell, unwrap, sell yourself, sell everything sure. we got going on, coming up, do that. Let's get it, guys. We got unwrappedsports.com. You can go check us out at sportscaster.com, S-P-O-R-T-S-C-A-S-T-R. Just like the weekend, you know, just the little short end, you know, weekend with just the ND. It's the same thing with Sportscaster. They try to keep it sleek. Uh, slash unwrapped. You're going to find all of our stuff on there. Lots of fun. Uh, of course, listen to any given Sunday and all the rest of our podcasts. Find them on unwrappedsports.com as well. Go to our Twitter at Unwrapped Sports. You're going to find us tweeting out every article, every podcast, every stream, all of these different polls, interactive stuff. So come have fun with us. We are having a great time online. So come check us out. We're just now on Instagram. So go find us on there. That's new for us. So we're going to be trying that out uh, at Unwrapped Sports. Follow me at Perry Aston pretty much everywhere. Really nothing else. Just Perry Aston except Sportscaster. You'll see a USN at the end of my name. Uh, but other than that, so much to come. The gambling department is now live for USN. It's still the beginning of it. But if you love betting and gambling, we got that going on. And college sports is going to start uh, getting more active for us. We're killing it with basketball and football and uh, martial arts. So be on the lookout for more sports. Tell me what you want to see. Tell me what kind of content you want to digest, how you want to digest it. We're going to try and make it happen. Keep listening to any given Sunday and the rest of these guys' pods. Is they are amazing people doing amazing work. And I couldn't be prouder to jump on your pod with you today, Manny. So I just wanted to thank you so much for bringing me on and for giving me a little platform to tell a little bit about my story that was really fun to do. And uh, it's hopefully sent some positive messages to some people out there that uh, are living their dream or want to or have aspirations and uh, kind of just needed a little Absolutely. pep talk. So if you if you needed a little motivation, you'll turn on any of Manny's episodes. But Hopefully this one with me resonates with you. So thank you again for having me on, man. It was such a pleasure. Oh, no doubt, man. It's the first of many. Next time we'll have you on, we'll we'll just we'll just do more of a straightforward sports conversation. Yeah, we'll talk just yeah. sports. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah. You yeah for, no thanks and, for and listening you, to my bullshit oh, today. One 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 real thing: you are recruiting still, so anybody that's interested, hit totally. me up, man, for real. Totally, man. We got directors on certain departments now too, so you can hit me up or any of the pages. Uh, you'll see directors on there too, so you can hit them up. So a lot more people on the ground that. I want to meet you. They want to work with you. So if you want to work with us, you know, contact us at Unwrap Sports. You know, I've got a great family here. So awesome. Awesome, man. Uh, yeah, we're going to get up out of here. We're going to enjoy some football. But uh, before oh, yeah. we go, man, thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing, for supporting the show. Uh, without you guys, there is no podcast. I will never, ever, ever, ever stop saying that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast each and every week. Uh, as always, you can follow the show on Twitter at AGS Pod, on Instagram, AGS Podcast, Facebook, Any Given Sunday. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Manuel Brown, Instagram, Manuel Brown, Snapchat, Bro 15 uh yeah man we're gonna get about it here enjoy our sunday afternoon uh 
you know, please be back next week with another episode of the podcast. For Perry Aston, I am Manny Brown. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.